Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm glad to hear that because, uh, you know, we're going to, we got some topics to t- talk about tonight and uh, my topic is going to be about how you can worship in school. You know, a couple months ago, some of you guys had the opportunity to go to a thing called Mix. How many of you guys got to go to that? You remember up there, you guys, I mean, you were so close to God. I mean, you, you even learned about James, what James said. He said, come near to God and God will come near to you. And, and that's the way it was that whole week. You were surrounded by like people. Everybody was worshiping God and it was awesome. Because you were coveted in prayers. I mean, people were praying for you from this church. Just they were laying it on thick. And then it was time to come home. And those same pressures that you heard before you went up there because you were so close to God. They were still there. You stepped off that bus and all of a sudden you started hearing those things that were in your head. You were saying, people were saying, hey, if you don't try this, you're not cool. If you don't do this, you won't fit in. You know, we're called in this world to be set apart as Christians. We're not supposed to fit in all the time. Because if we're supposed to worship in school, we won't fit in. You have to be bold in your faith. Because there's going to be a lot of people that say, you don't, you don't need to do that. You don't belong if you do that. Who are you to tell me that? You tell them, I'm a struggling person who's trying to find my way. And I want you to come with me. That's how you witness to those people. You know, I call that type of person, when they go back to blending in, I call that a chameleon. Because God created these creatures called chameleons. And those chameleons, what they do is they change colors to blend in. They blend in with their surroundings. They use it for defense. And you know, I'm not so sure that you don't either. Because you know what's right. Because you just went through it. You hear it every Sunday. You hear about the love of Christ and what he can do for you. But then Monday comes. And all of a sudden, somebody looks at you and says, man, who are you to say that to me? And so you say, yeah, you're maybe, yeah, you may be right. I'll back off. I want to blend in. I want to fit in. I don't want to be that other guy that stands out by myself. I don't want to be that person. Thank God Christ was that person. Because he didn't care about not fitting in. Because he stood apart for us. And I understand. I totally get the peer pressure thing. I've been teaching for 27 years. I get the peer pressure thing. And it's worse now than it's ever been. Be bold in your faith. Do not back down. I've got some verses here I want to read for you real quick. And I'm 
they're, they're there to help you. And you've got to understand that you're not alone. You never have been alone. In Isaiah 41, 10, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Matthew, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And this one here, this one here. If you want to talk about being a witness in worship, in school, you do this in all your classes, in the locker room. You do this right here, and you will worship in school. In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourself. Don't be invested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. You know, we're told that, you know, the ultimate worth only comes when you glorify Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate thing. And you guys can do that. You know, we're also told in Matthew that the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Now, what that means is, those people who don't believe in Christ, that's the harvest. You're the workers. You were sent by God to make a decision or a difference in your school. To make a difference in your school. Be the workers in your school. It was uh, early part of high school, probably about my sophomore year, and I was tired. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I was just, I was tired. I was worn out. Uh, it wasn't lack of sleep. Sleep was definitely not my issue. <laughs> I'm, I'm a great sleeper. I could probably just lay down right here and be passed out if I wanted to. Uh, my parents thought about getting me energy pills because every, everywhere I went, I was just so tired. And they didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know it was wrong. I mean, I wasn't really doing anything wrong. I, on the outside, I was this good Christian kid. But I mean, on the inside, I, just, I was doing nothing. Uh, I'd, I'd go to school, or I'd wake up, go to school, and go to practice, come home, eat dinner, do homework, go to bed. And then the whole time throughout the day, all I could think about was how tired I was. I, I mean, it's pretty basic. I'm not doing anything wrong, really. But the thing was, I was doing nothing, and, and I, the weight of this world was on my shoulders, and it was wearing me down. Uh, the craziest thing, though, <laughs> to, to get, wake myself up, all I, did, I opened my Bible, and I prayed. I, I set aside a quiet time, uh, started setting aside a quiet time every day, and my, my life changed, changed drastically. I was asked to uh, come up here and talk about worship in your personal space. <laughs> in that quiet time, it, was, it, it opened my life amazingly. I just... It changed me, and all I could think about was God's glory. Instead of thinking about how tired I was, all I could think about was God. Let, let, me, let me put this in another, another perspective. That football game that's coming up on Tuesday or Thursday next week, that's all you can think about. You're so excited for it. Or how about that volleyball or softball game that's coming up? 
or let's take another take on it, that Netflix show that you are in love with right now, and all you keep, you keep quoting it, that's all you think about, or your, your favorite video game that you just can't wait to beat your friends at, or how about your favorite song that's stuck in your head probably right now, and that's, that's all you can think about. In those moments, you are worshiping those things, whether you know it or not. But, but God calls us to take every thought captive to him. As, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we're to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Every thought that we have needs to go to God. Not, not these video games, not these things that we love, the world tells us we love, but every thought needs to go to God. But the thing is, doing that, if you, you, you love Christ, you show your love for Christ in everything you do, it's not going to be easy. In fact, it's probably going to be harder with everything that you do. You're going to have to make sacrifices. I remember nights sitting at home by myself, just, just wishing, praying that all my friends would, would be okay. Now, they're all at a party, and they're all, they're all out making memories, as they say, having fun. But I'm just sitting at home praying, God, please help at least one of them find Christ. Please help my example to, to spread off of them. Lord, please help them. I just wanted, I wanted a relationship with my friends that I couldn't have because they, they would make this, this, this bond at their parties that I had to sacrifice by staying away. But the thing is, it was important that I did. I would not be here tonight if I had not sacrificed in that moment. It... I loved my friends, and it hurt me every time they went out to a party. But sacrificing and loving Jesus with everything I had was more important. Now, I want to help you guys with, with uh, worshiping God in, in your personal life. Um, I want you all to close your eyes right now. Everyone close your eyes. I want, every day, I want you to say this prayer. I want you to listen to these words. Uh, give me strength. Go deep, Lord. I need you, Lord. Fill me. Take my evil temptations and fill those places with you. Amen. All right, you can open your eyes. I want you guys, every day, know those words. Fill those words with your heart and, and just love God and love, love the people around you. I bet every one of you can think of a time with your mom or your dad or in your family, maybe with brothers and sisters, where you said some words to them that you wish you could have back. You might actually, from tonight, need to go home and think about apologizing. I can remember I did that. Um, it was 30 years ago that I was your age. 30 years ago I was your age. And I remember my parents uh, telling me how to use my own money, like I'd, I'd get a job or something and I'd get some, a little bit of money and they'd say, now this is what you should do and they're just trying to help me. And I can remember getting so emotional about it. It's my money! I hate you! <laughs> um, they're just trying to help me, you know? Worship. Worship is connected to Humility. If you want to worship in your house, among your family, some of the people who know you, that might be the hardest place to do it. These people know you the best. 
They've seen you at your worst. They know how to push your buttons. And some of the things they say and do just get under your skin, right? Yeah. Worship and humility go hand in hand. If you could recognize your place and who you are, then worship would be easier and more um, natural for you. If you want to bring God into your house, if you want your parents to see God in you, be humble. The second thing that worship is inextricably connected to is service. People who love and worship God serve him. You also will serve other gods. In fact, God uh, has several verses in the, in the scriptures that are aimed at people who worship and serve other gods. And the two words, worship and serve, are together. Because when we worship, we serve that thing that we worship. So if you love God, you will serve in your family. You could probably think of some things tonight that you could do. Maybe your mom always tells you to make your bed and you never do it. Maybe your mom would like help with the dishes and she always has to ask you. Maybe your parents or your siblings or whatever have to point things out to you that they've pointed out hundreds of times and you don't do it. And what you're communicating to them is something other than the fact that you love God. Right? If you love Him, if you worship Him, you'll serve. And you can do that in your home. It's not that hard. Um, I remember one time on the bus, I um, thought it would be funny to spit on the floor because there was a kid whose bag was sitting up underneath the seat in front of me. And when the bus would stop, if I got a big pile of spit there, it would, you know, the brakes would go on. It would go up and get closer to his bag. I was like, yeah. So I was spit, more spitting on the floor. Well, the bus driver, the kid, the spit got on his bag. And he was like, what? Ah! And so he showed the bus driver and I got a bus ticket. I don't know if you guys have bus tickets now. But they'd write you up and they'd turn it to the office and then you'd go talk to the principal and the principal would be like, no, no. And then they would mail it home, which is, mail is this cool thing. There's an envelope, there's a stamp, and they're like, somebody will deliver like a real piece of paper to your house in a box. They had these boxes out in front of houses back when I was a kid. And anyway, I would get home before my parents and so I caught the mail from the school about the bus ticket and burned it in my fireplace <laughs> before my mom could find it. And literally, I would lay in, in bed at night thinking about it because I love my parents. I didn't always like them. But it was cutting me to the heart, man. And I would just lay there, just in my bed. It's horrible. I'm a horrible person. God sees me right now, and he knows I burned it. 
And one night I could hear my parents up late talking and I couldn't sleep. And I just went in there and I said, I've got to tell you guys something. I've got to tell you that. And I told them the whole story that I just told you about the spit and the, and the mail and the burning. And my parents both got up from where they were and came across the room and they, they both just wrapped their arms around me and loved me in that moment and said, uh, of course, we're going to have to punish you, <laughs> but we love you and thank you for telling, you know, thank you for opening up and saying and serving us in this way, taking care of our hearts. You know, when you serve your parents, you're serving Jesus. You're worshiping God. Tonight, that's all we want to remind you of. There were three of us, right? Three things. School, home, and in your private time. Whether you know it or not, Jesus is present in each place. Whether you worship him or not, he's present everywhere you are. And it's your job to rip through that thin veil that separates you and him and remember he's there. I bet you'd act differently if you knew he was watching sometimes, wouldn't you? But where we need to get to, kids, where we need to be, is not so much that, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. We need to get to the place where we're saying, I love God. And I want to honor him with my life. It's not so much that you want to hide or be, not get caught. Instead, you want to serve him everywhere you are. In your private time, in your home, and at your school. Do you love Jesus tonight? Man, stand up and let's sing it. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.